0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Hey, Lee. Hey there, Tara. So remember uh, last week at News, Upstate Catholic School students were kicked out of the Smithsonian? Yep,
0: yep. from the Greenville Catholic School, yeah.
1: Yep, for wearing that pro-life, those pro-life beanies. Yep. Yeah. And the folks at the Smithsonian acted like, oh, wow, no, we totally, that was a mistake. That was just some poorly trained employees. Don't worry, we retrained them and now they understand that they're not supposed to discriminate against pro-life people, against non-liberals. This is just an isolated incident and don't even worry about it. There's no hostility toward conservatives in the federal government. Well, that was a Smithsonian, right? So there's a lawsuit pending on that one. It also happened at the National Archives. Oh, really? Same thing. Yep. Same thing. You know, the National Archives, the people who... By the way, this I documented this on a podcast yesterday. This is very stunning what the National Archives have done here. I mean, they have literally become an accessory to the Joe Biden classified documents crime. Yeah. And it's incredible when you look at the timeline. They're literally joining the FBI... You know, in instigating that raid, going through the documents, treating Donald Trump as a criminal. At the same time, they are, um, within the same two-month period, they are going back and forth with Joe Biden's attorney. Asking, hey, listen, since y'all found illegal classified material at the Penn Biden Center, can we come in and just get the rest? Can we just come in? You know what, that, that is removing the evidence from the scene of the crime. Did they... Contact the FBI to join them, as they did with Trump. Kick the doors in, show up with long guns, flashing sirens, pre on rate. No, no. No, 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 no. They went in there and got the classified document. Which ones? I don't know. How many crimes did those classified documents represent? How many felonies are we talking? Don't know. They carted them off. Lee, like what this was, they got caught. This was a Freedom of Information Act request to the National Archives. They got caught. They cleaned up Joe Biden's crime scene.
0: Yeah, this was a cover-up.
1: Yeah, they, they cleaned it up without going to the FBI. This just came out. We just found this out, okay? They cleaned it up. When did they do this? November 7th, right before the election. So you wouldn't find out about it. While the same National Archives was treating you to, uh, you know, round-the-clock coverage oh, yeah. of the Trump raid. Yeah, But when it comes to Biden, they don't even notify the FBI. That is, and I wish our side could take the next step, that is accessory to Biden's crime. That is what this federal agency does, is doing, Okay. That National Archives, those people, they just apologized after telling visitors to cover pro-life clothes. they were wearing pro-life clothes with pro-life messages because there was the, you know, the, the walk for life. Right. Yeah. They had to cover pro-life clothes in order. Are you ready for the for the punchline? To be allowed in to see an original copy of the Bill of Rights. And I want to point out one more time, though.
0: This is not people just randomly showed up at some place wearing pro-life messaging. This was during the time when the March for Life was going on in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, that even conservatives have a right to be in. And uh, this this happened When they were there attending that, and of course, if they'd been attending this, they would have pro-life messaging attire on. That does not seem surprising nor uh, antagonistic or divisive, does it?
1: Well, wait till you hear this. Because there was the March for Life, right, there is always a counter-protest at the March to Life by leftists. Um, And so there were also a lot of people milling around at the National Archives wearing pro-choice t-shirts with pro-choice messages they were recorded photographed you know videoed by the pro-life people who got kicked out Mm -hmm. those people wearing shirts that said my body my choice and pro-choice were freely walking around of course they were not bothered by the employees of the national archives at all So Wendy Lee Lassiter, a law, uh, law student at uh, Liberty University of Virginia, was wearing a black sweatshirt that read, I am the post-Roe generation, law, st- law students for life. And she visited the National Archives with fellow students. Two security guards approached her saying she was, quote, disturbing the peace because her sweatshirt will incite others and cause a disturbance. They wouldn't let her see the Bill of Rights. <laughs> Which gives her the right to walk oh, around grief. in that shirt.
0: Oh, that's that's priceless right there.
1: So, and she was leading a group of high school students. Um, and they all had to take their pro-life clothes off um, or be kicked out. While the other visitors, and again, this was on January 20th because they were counter-protesters, were allowed to freely walk around uh, with their shirts. They, listen to what... Uh, would disqualify you from being at the National Archives and seeing the Bill of Rights. If, if One of the shirts said, life is a human right. Uh, yeah, that's straight out of the Bill of Rights. Yeah. A security guard specifically instructed her that she could not be wearing anything pro-life. She must cover her shirt that read, life is a human right, until she left the chamber, And she was also told to take a pro-love is the new pro-life button off her bag. So now there's a lawsuit against them. But here's my point. That was the National Archives. The upstate Catholics group that made national news, that was the Smithsonian. Two federal agencies. Same response. Mm -hmm. Because they were at the, the local group from here in Greenville, they were at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum. Right. They were literally mocked by museum staff who declared the facility to be a neutral zone where I guess constitutional rights don't apply and they could not wear pro-life hats. Okay. There are no neutral zones for
0: First Amendment. No.
1: No, that's that's not a thing. So the Smithsonian apologized for the incident. They're still getting hit with a lawsuit. Good. Um, and now the lawsuit has been extended to the National Archives. Le- this just shows you the absolute deliberate systemic weaponization right. of the federal government yeah. against Absolutely.
0: Christians. Yeah against if you are not with the approved narrative, nope. then you are sans- silenced and canceled. That's it. and, and this, this is just an, another of the endless examples of this going on with this um, this federal bureaucracy.
1: And that doesn't count what we started the show with today, I'm still reeling from this, a uh, lawsuit by um, unvaccinated workers for the city of New York. And in the process of discovery, they learned that New York City turned over their names, social security numbers, and fingerprints to the FBI for being unvaccinated, that they were put in state and federal criminal databases and they're having trouble getting new jobs because they can't pass background checks because they keep getting hits. All for the crime. You'll find this nowhere in the statutes, the crime of being unvaccinated. So the question this morning is, uh, the FBI is keeping a database of unvaccinated people, politically persecuting them by putting them on this criminal registry so they can't get jobs. Is that going on anywhere else? I bet it is. Oh. I bet New York's not alone. Yeah. I bet the FBI's got a nice long list of the unvaccinated. I wonder what they're going to do with that.
0: I'll bet Gavin Newsom has got his enemies list going, too. Oh, I'm sure. You know, there, there's a great, you know, woke state that I'm sure will be uh, uh, continuing to persecute conservatives in any shape, form or fashion.
1: I mean, I am now struggling to keep track of all the political persecution and violation, illegal political per- persecution by the FBI. I can't even I, I mean, every day there's a new article. I can't even keep up with it all. I don't know how they have time to do it all, although Lindsey Graham did help them with the extra $100 million they got in their budget. That'll help. There'll be plenty of persecution provided for that. And I didn't even get to where I meant to go in this segment. And where was that? Well, the State Department has been censoring a list of news sites uh, that contain non-left-wing news. In other words, that are not part of the approved but usually wrong mainstream media narrative. Is our website on it? No, darn it. We need to try harder. I'm sorry. You just got to try harder.
0: Yeah, we haven't been doing uh, enough to to delete the uh, liberal progressive agenda on our website. No, I'm sorry. News site, we try to be as objective as possible.
1: No, but on that, um, New York Post, founded by Alexander Hamilton, the original big news daily of this country, now cannot be monetized, according to the State Department. Which uses your taxpayer dollars increasingly to censor news sources. I don't even say conservatives. I don't even think the New York Post is conservative. It's just they're willing to question the narrative. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to um,
0: bow down to the left wing narrative, and uh, when it is deserving of some criticism or you know exposure, and of course they'll, they'll do the same thing for the most part. I, I believe on the anyone on the right as well.
1: By the way, the State Department is using the national security concern of disinformation that's why the new york post has to be censored by the federal government i'm going to tell you how they do it listen to this think about this lee the new york post one of what the only publication to get the hunter biden laptop story right all the others were disinformers and they also got the trump russia collusion story that was a hoax they got that right too and yet they are being censored by the federal government for disinformation what do you hear how with your tax dollars coming up next
2: uh software
1: It was unbelievable at the time. I totally understand if you didn't believe me. I mean the idea that 51 Former heads of the CIA, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, the NSA would lie to you about Hunter Biden's laptop, all 51. And these weren't just, you know, guys on the line, regular CIA, CIA directors, too, would lie to you. I mean, they were directors, assistant directors, 51 of them. I mean, it's hard for the mind to process that. There's no way 51 of them could be lying about Hunter Biden's laptop. It's what caused the American people so much confusion. I mean, that would be a massive conspiracy. I can see one or two lying to me, but 51? That laptop must really be Russian disinformation. It wasn't. They were lying to you. And now it reads like a traitor's list, those 51. The people who told you don't believe it. And the most egregious part is the FBI because they had the laptop. They knew it was real, and they knew there are more than 400 documentable crimes on it. There's a whole website dedicated to the statutes, federal, state, and local, that Hunter Biden broke. And some international law as well with the human trafficking of the women from Ukraine and Russia to serve him. Kind of thing you get to do if you're royalty in America, but don't try it at home. They'll put you in prison. 51. Including our former director of national intelligence, the single highest ranking spy in the country at any given time. Above the CIA, above the FBI. The director of national intelligence is a fusion center. They put all the intel together. They see it all. The highest ranking intel officer. That's why there's so much interest in Clapper. And that lion snot's out there now saying he's the victim. Like a good liberal. That's what they always say when they get caught. He's a victim. See, the left victimized They misunderstood that letter that he wrote saying Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. He didn't really know. It was taken out of context. He was actually kind of confused. Hmm. Well, if he was victimized in that way, why has he waited till now, two years after the 2020 election, to say something? Why didn't he say something as soon as the media's coverage came out? Why didn't he say something as soon as the letter was used to justify the silencing of the New York Post, the only publication to get that story right in the mainstream media? And he said nothing. He said nothing right through election day, after election. In fact, he didn't start defending himself until, well, now. So let's go back and see if James Clapper, the liar, Like, so many liars on top of our intel agencies, every one of whom should be stripped of their security clearance. It's shocking they still have security clearances. Let's see how victimized James Clapper sounds going into that election. Let's let's see what James Clapper was saying on television while he was, you know, being taken out of context because he never really thought the laptop was Russian disinformation. He's just... Used by the mainstream media. It's all very confusing. What was James Clapper, the highest ranking spy in the US, saying about the laptop again in his own words when he was not being taken out of context? Allegedly, this. Uh, text- Let's see, here we go.
2: To me, this is uh, just classic uh, textbook, a uh, Soviet Russian uh, tradecraft at work. Uh, the Russians have analyzed the target. They understand that the president and his enablers uh, crave dirt on Vice President Biden. Whether it's real or contrived, it doesn't matter to them. And so all of a sudden, two 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 and a half weeks before the election, uh, this laptop appears.
1: He doesn't sound like a victim, does he? Let's listen to that again. He's speaking specifically about the Hunter Biden laptop. Why am I doing this this morning to tat No. I want you to understand and remember, if you got nothing else from the show, how these people lie. If you see Clapper on television talking about the balloons, he's lying. If you see Clapper on television talking about Russia, he's lying. If you see Clapper on television talking about Ukraine, he's definitely lying. They don't stop lying, y'all. All these CIA people on TV, they're all lying. They just moved on to the next narrative they're lying to you about. And when they have former in front of their name, understand they have been let go from the agency so they can do propaganda. I I sound like a conspiracy theorist, don't I? Except I've got an actual example of what I'm talking about. This is James Clapper right here, the guy who now says he's a victim. He was misunderstood. He never said (laughs) Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, except he did. He has just been asked here about Hunter Biden's laptop.
2: To me, this is uh, just classic uh, textbook, a uh, Soviet Russian uh, tradecraft at work. Uh, the Russians have analyzed the target. They understand that the president and his enablers uh, crave dirt on Vice President Biden, whether it's real or contrived. That doesn't matter to them. And so all of a sudden, two, two and a half weeks before the election, uh, this laptop appears.
1: Huh. So tell us, James, is Trump a Russian agent? We now know he wasn't. We know the FBI made that up, and we know you knew the FBI made that up. We know all that. At the time you were telling this particular lie, though, we didn't. We do now, though. Let's see what James Clapper said about whether Trump is a Russian agent. When you hear the former acting FBI director say it is possible... That the President of the United States is a Russian asset. What is your reaction?
2: Well, the uh, first reaction, Allison, is, uh, to, at least for me, is I would uh, and have added the caveat whether witting or unwitting. And, and I think that's an important distinction, which I think would somewhat, at least in my mind, uh, soften, soften that a bit. But I do think that uh, it is sort of an institutional obligation a responsibility of, of the FBI to, to at least consider that possibility given the uh, track record and the behavior uh, of you know through the campaign and, and into the into the early part of the administration culminating in in the firing of Jim Comey.
1: Okay we now know we didn't then we now know the whole time he's saying that he knew it was fake. Trump wasn't a Russian asset. The FBI had made the whole thing up. He knew that, and look at him. He's, what He said, oh, look at the FBI. Look what they're saying. Understand, folks, when these people are talking, whether they're from the Pentagon, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the Director of National Intelligence, they live for one thing, and that is to lie to you. On and on and on. So what you see there is James Clapper. I wonder if I played that for you, that Trump might be a Russian agent, We're not sure. He knew the whole time the FBI had made that up. We now know that. And he lied to you about it anyway, just like he lied to you about the laptop. If it was one guy, we could say, wow, that's a nasty guy. Yank him out of there. Try him. Take his security clearance. But there's not just one nasty nasty guy. There's 51 of them. They're the former heads of who signed that letter saying that that laptop was Russian disinformation. The former heads of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Department of Homeland Security. They are deputy directors of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Department of Homeland Security. And they're still running around with security clearances. They're on TV every day. And when they speak, they lie to you. And I want you to remember that because in the future, their lies are going to sound very real, just like they did at this time. They haven't stopped lying. They've just moved on to their next narrative. Okay, (laughs) mass confusion has now ensued, which watching this PSYOP, I think, is the goal. Headline in the UK Daily Mail. And What they're doing right now is they're playing a game with you. Federal government's playing a game with you. And here's how the game gets played. They do this in foreign countries all the time. They're called PSYOPs. We're very good at them. We brag about doing them. It's not a secret. Um... The details of how we ran PSYOPs on the voters of Afghanistan and Iraq are famous, published in the Washington Post, New York Times. So our military does this. It does it very well. Um, and and it's part of a weapon of war. We're good at it. It's very useful. You know, back when the military still represented the interests of the United States of America, at least at the top brass level. Now it's a little weird. Because they're doing it to us. And and this is what they'll do in other countries. One branch of the military tells you one thing. Oh. Or the White House. Those aren't alien spacecraft, silly. What the White White, uh, White House said overnight. But if you look how they said it, they talked to the New York Times. That was oh, no need to worry about space aliens, silly. Although we don't know what those objects are. We can't identify them. Huh. What was the message there? They might be UFOs. Continue talking about this instead of everything else that's going on. Then they send out the NORAD director, Glenn Van Herc, the general. And the American people think, they're very, we're very trusting, we're very good people. They figure that this guy Glenn, you know, it is this general, he gets to go out there say whatever he wants, whatever he feels, whatever he thinks, and they just, you know, everybody's just very, no, that's not how it works. The military doesn't work that way. He says exactly what he's been told to say. And no more and no less. If they did not want to sow confusion and create a massive maybe-it's-alien swirl, you know what they would have said? We're not sure yet what we shot down, but we'll have a good idea when we recover the wreckage and we'll give you the full details at that time in a few days. That's it. That's all you got to say. We want to make sure we get the details right. These are important national security matters. We don't want to, you know, blame the wrong country. So we're going to be quiet. Everybody would have understood that. Instead, what do they do? Watch, I want want to take this apart because I want to understand what a military psyop looks like so that as you see them, you will recognize them. Because your government does nothing but lie to you now. And the Pentagon's in on it. What do they do instead? We don't know what it is. No recognizable means of propulsion. We're not even sure how it was hanging in the air. It messed with the pilot's equipment. What are they telling you? What are they doing? They're all but telling you, might have been space aliens. Not because they actually think that. Because they want to drive the conspiracy theories. They want to drive the coverage. They want to drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it. Make it the biggest thing out there. So you won't notice this other thing over here. So this is a game. One agency comes out, says so no aliens, we just don't know what it is. Unrecognizable. Now don't start these conspiracy theories. And then there's a ton of ink wasted on it. There's a ton of coverage time wasted on it. So you're not looking at things over here. What they don't want you to talk about right now, the Pentagon, they don't want you to talk about the Norden who blew that up. In an absolute attack on German infrastructure. Not Russian, German. Because remember, we didn't just blow up the Nord 2, which hadn't been turned on yet. We blew up half the Nord 1. That had been bringing natural gas to Germany since 2011. We attacked German national infrastructure. And look, if you look at media here in the U.S., you think, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Nobody thinks that. Oh, yeah, they do. All over the world, the coverage is not like our coverage here. They think we did it. They're all but saying we did An act of war, not against Russia, although it was against a nuclear-armed country, that's bad enough, but also against Germany. The Pentagon doesn't want you talking about this, so they're playing a game. The last thing they want you to do is to read the Indian coverage of this in India. The coverage of this outside our country. Cause what we've done here is a shocking thing i mean it's shocking you, you saw all the stories of the germans and they're running around they've stripped the woods of firewood they're chopping down trees they're breaking laws they're standing in lines or drive you know car lines miles long to get firewood we did that we we knocked out half their natural gas supply that's why they're cold and they need firewood we did that that was an act of war well that's Cy Hirsch article, though, Tara. That, that, that article on how we blew up the north. There's a lot of questions about it. Okay, cool. Let's put that aside. Let's just get rid of that. The German government last week called us out on our lies about the Russians blowing up that pipeline. They said they had concluded their investigation. It wasn't the Russians. They called us out on our BS. And all the Pentagon all of a sudden Pentagon's like, look, a UFO! See? No means of propulsion that we recognize, or maybe it's a balloon, but we don't know about the propulsion, or maybe it's a balloon. That's what they're doing to you, so you won't notice the rest of this, because this is what we'd be talking about. And why else are they doing it? Because the National Archives just got flat busted, removing... Evidence from the scene of the crime at the Penn Biden Center, those all that classified data, box after box after box of it. They just got busted. That's a crime. They don't want you to notice that, that that is going on. And then the Secret Service just got busted cleaning up another one of Hunter's crimes, the illegal purchase of that gun. And Politico busted them, a liberal news site, not us. So that's this is our problem here for all these agencies. So what are they doing? Oh, look. It's a UFO. We're going to find out it wasn't a UFO. But they're the ones driving this, folks. Not conspiracy theorists. The Pentagon is. Happy Valentine's Day. How happy are you in your relationship? Might depend on if you're Republican or not. Large poll by the Survey Center on American Life 5500 respondents found Republicans are more satisfied with their relationships than Democrats. And that includes piano playing, which is the opposite of what society portrays, what Hollywood portrays. Republican men are most likely to report being completely satisfied in their relationships. A stark contrast to the 29% of Democrat women. Democrat women are always disgruntled. Have you noticed? If you make a nasty, rotten face a lot when you're young, your face will stick like that when you get older. My mom warned me. I didn't take her seriously, but I have seen it. I've seen it for myself. They have angry faces. You, could, you see them in traffic. They've got a Bernie sticker. Do you do this? My husband and I do. We... We'll both swivel around to get a look at them. Yep, they always look angry. And there's a reason for that. This poll is showing it. Just 29% of Democrat women are happy in their relationships. 42% of Republican women say they're completely satisfied in their relationships. 36% of Democrat men. So Republicans, by about 10 percentage points, more uh, happier in their relationships. On up to 13 percentage points, depending on who you're comparing to who. The Republican advantage in relationship satisfaction holds even accounting for differences in educational attainment, race, ethnicity, age, religious affiliation, wrote Daniel Cox, the director of the Survey Center on American Life. So striking new findings on this Valentine's Day. Why is that? Um, Well, lots of reasons, they say. Depends on who you date. Being a fan of former President Donald Trump's a deal breaker for most Democrats, 84% of Democrats say they'd be less likely to date a Trump supporter, including 74% who said it would make them a lot less likely. On um, that, oh, women, uh, no group of women expresses greater objections to dating a Trump supporter than liberal women do. More than 9 in 10 claim they would be less likely to date a Trump supporter. Well, see, there's your problem, ladies. Will you going date a Bernie supporter? What are y'all gonna go shopping for your wardrobe together? That's a soy boy. You need, you need a man, you will not be happy if you don't have a man. A real man. Being a feminist is more of a liability than an advantage in dating. See, this is also why these liberal women they get rejected and then they get mad and then they walk around with that look on their face for the rest of their lives. Four in 10%, four in ten, forty two percent of those polled say they're less likely to date someone who described themselves as a feminist only 15% are more likely 40% self-described feminism 40 wait 40% self-described feminism has no influence on their decision to date someone. so overall takeaway on this Valentine's Day Republicans much happier in their relationships than Democrats why do you think that is text me 71307